Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the River Community Church podcast. If you want more information about the church or things that are going on, you can visit therivercc.com or you can check out our app at app.therivercc.com. Today's message comes from Pastor Steve Taboo. Can you imagine being there in that moment when the Lord just looks at you and says, follow me? I believe he wants to make that offer to everybody in this room today. I believe he wants to give all of us that invitation to follow. It's in different ways for different people, different uh, lifestyles as far as whether you're going to be full-time career, serving God, whether you're going to have a job and employment and serve God through that. But I believe we're all given that invitation to follow him. Uh, If you will, go ahead and pull out your Bibles. Those watching online, I encourage you to pull yours out as well. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. When I I felt led to preach this passage, I was like, man, we need to show that video clip because it's it's just so powerful. And I, I titled this, Let's Go Fishing. Luke 5, 1 through 11. And as I was thinking about this passage and, and the fishing metaphor there, I was just wondering, how many of you guys like to fish? Let me see. Just as a whole, you like fish. Okay. It's about, about 10%, maybe 15. First service was more like 20, 25. There's a lot more fishermen. I guess it's because it's an early service. They're used to getting up early anyway, right? Well, if you, if you haven't been fishing, which I didn't do a lot of fishing growing up, but when I was growing up, I was about 10 years old. My dad had a friend. His name was Joe McGee. And I remember going with my dad over to Joe McGee's house one time, and, and Joe was talking about going fishing. And I was like, I want to go fishing sometime. And Mr. Joe just said, well, Richard, if you want, I'll take Stephen with me this weekend down to my, my lake property. We'll go fishing. And Dad said, okay. So off I went. I was so excited. I was going to get to go fishing and I had this grand idea of what fishing was in my mind because I'd heard people talk about fishing. And then Mr. Joe woke me up at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Says, time to go fishing. I remember as a kid thinking, it's dark outside. Well, who fishes? You can't even see the fish, right? <laughs> but we got in, got in the truck, drove 20 minutes to the lake, put the boat in. And Mr. Joe's idea of fishing was you get in the boat at like 4.30 a.m. and you stay till dark 30, Right? You start before the sun rises, you stay till the sun sets. And I don't think he'd had a 10-year-old in a boat that's only six feet by, you know, 10 feet before. Because it wasn't very long before, you know, I, the exciting part, which is, you know, throw the, the rod, throw the line in, put the rod over the boat, and sit there. After about seven minutes, I was done, right? I was like, okay, what's next? And I don't know how long it was, but I may have even been brought back to the house before sunrise because Mr. Joe was done with me in that little boat. And so I came back, and I think I was disappointed, and his wife fixed me a big breakfast, which was worth it, right? So I got the big breakfast, and she said, look, I'll take you fishing. And then she took me fishing to what a 10-year-old kind of fishing would be. We grabbed a cane pole grabbed some worms, we went down to a pond just a couple of steps away, and every time we threw that, that hook in that water, boom, we caught a brim. 
Now, I don't know if we caught 35 brim that time or one brim 35 times. But I, every time I stuck that pole in, we'd catch something. I was all excited. It was great. I thought it was the greatest thing. My fishing experience was wonderful for me. Now, Mr. Joe invited me to go back the next day with him fishing. I, I politely refused. That boat just wasn't big enough for a hyperactive 10-year-old for 12 hours. So when we're talking about fishing for souls, as Jesus is talking about, everybody in here is going to fish differently. If you're on the college student campus, the way you fish may be different than someone who's working in a factory, different than someone else who's working in an office, different than someone else who's retired, different than someone else who's a stay-at-home mom, different than someone else who's a high school student. But we're all called to go fishing. So we're going to look at this invitation Jesus gives today, and we're going to start there. So let's, uh, let's read verse 1 through 5. And then we'll jump in. It says, One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out in the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it's deeper, and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing, but if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. Let's pray and ask God to, to give us some insight to this passage. Lord, it's fun that you invite us to be a part of your mission. It's an honor and a privilege. Help us not to get it wrong, Lord, and think it's a burden or a job. But Lord, we get to proclaim your good news to all the world. I pray today, Lord, there'll be a freshness in it for us all. I pray today, God, that you give some folks some wisdom and insight on their part. I, I pray if there's anybody here today, Lord, that they have never come to know Jesus, that today will be a day that they will get to discover you and your love. Praying that in Jesus' holy name, amen. All right, you got your listening guide? Go ahead and pull that out. Uh, the first thing on there is that Jesus will meet you in your disappointments. Peter is disappointed. Now, if you watch the movie Chosen, they, they add some uh, writer's liberty there to give you the reason, a reason, possible reason, for his disappointment, but the definite reason here is that Peter worked all night and caught no fish. Now, I don't know if you've got one of those jobs that works on commission, basically, but if you've ever had a job where you work commission and you go out and you do everything you can all day long knocking on doors and you don't make any sales, you make no money, and that's very discouraging, right? I know my, my mom, for a very short season, uh, was told, man, you should, you should sell insurance. You're good with people. And I was like, mom, that's all commission. I don't think it's a good idea for you. She's like, oh, no, this will be great. So she went through the training. I remember she came back the first day, and I, I said, well, how did it go? She said, well, I had this great conversation with one person. I found out our company was 
was charging him for life insurance, and he's already 93. I told him that didn't make sense. He didn't have any kids left. He should just get rid of that. <laughs> she didn't keep that job very long. <laughs> Can you imagine, though? Here Peter is. He's working all night, doing all that he can, and he gets no pay. He's discouraged, and Jesus shows up, and I feel like they depicted it well on that video. It's like, can you imagine, it's like you've heard this about Jesus, your brother's told you about Jesus, but when he asks you to push back out, and you're the fisherman, and he's the carpenter, do you really want to listen to his fishing advice? You don't, do you? But Peter says, okay, I will. Well, I want you to know that it's almost like Jesus' job description to be there for you in the disappointments. Turn one chapter back to Luke chapter 4. Luke 4, 17 to 21. This is when Jesus is announcing what his role and his job description is going to be. In Luke 4, he's invited to speak in a synagogue, and he goes and he, he opens the, the scriptures to Isaiah. Starting in verse 17, he says this. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see that the oppressed will be set free, and the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. What's the job description that he gives? He's supposed to bring good news to the poor. He's supposed to proclaim the captives released. He's proclaiming that the blind will see, the oppressed will be set free, and the day of the Lord's favor has come. Now, that's some good news, right? And so that was encouraging to Peter. And I want you to know this. I don't know what you're going through in your life. I don't know if you're going through a broken marriage at this time, if you're struggling with addictions. I don't know if you're struggling with a, a broken relationship with a sibling or a friend or a roommate. I don't know if you just bombed out of the major you started at Tennessee Tech or if you're struggling to get your high school diploma. Here's what I know. If we will humble ourselves and go before God and seek him, he will meet us in the midst of our disappointments. And he will be there for us to provide us a way out. That's the God that he is. But that's his job description. What's our part? That's the second thing. Jesus calls us to obedience. In this moment, he calls Peter to a moment of obedience. He says, Peter, go back out. And Peter didn't want to, did he? He didn't want to go back out. He'd already been out all night. He's the fisherman. Jesus is the carpenter. But underline this in your Bible. Verse 5, I'm going to read it again. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. Underline that if you say so. If you're watching online, underline that in your Bible. 
but if you say so. I still believe that God says so. I still believe that he speaks to us in prayer. He speaks to us through the Bible. If you're praying about something and you sense there's this nudge, he speaks. Sometimes you're not even asking, and he speaks. It's called the Holy Spirit. When God uh, changes your heart and you become a child of God, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit coming to live inside of you. Now, it gets a little fuzzy because people say all the time, well, God told me, and then they do something really bad, right? And so we as followers of Christ, many times we, we push so far away from that because of the abuse we've seen that we don't realize that God really does want to speak to us. He really does want to give us wisdom and insight and ideas and directions, and sometimes even a spontaneous thought can be from him. Literally yesterday afternoon, it's about 2 o'clock. I was going over my sermon, and I, I like to go over it before Sunday morning so that it's fresh in my head. And I was going over my sermon and preparing for this idea of challenging all of us to go fishing for souls, right? Just like Jesus was challenging Peter. And I'm practicing my sermon on challenging you guys to fish for souls. And I look out my window, and literally my neighbor across the street is working hard in his front yard picking up blocks, and I just heard this nudge, you need to go help him in his yard and invite him to come to church, and my first thought, no lie, this is how goofy I am, my first thought was, I don't have time, I got to prepare my sermon to tell everybody to go to their neighbor and tell them about Jesus, right? I literally had that thought, Lord, I don't have time. I've got to make sure I've got my servant ready to go tell people, to tell people about Jesus. And when I had that thought, then I almost started laughing. I was like, that is hilarious. God, I'm sorry. Yes, Lord, I'll go. And I went, had a great conversation with my neighbor who, who is a follower of Jesus and did invite him He's, uh, to, to come this morning. And But we had a great conversation and uh, but it's not always convenient when God says, push your boat back out and throw out your net. Many times, it's inconvenient to you. Many times, it's risky and will cost you something. But when the Lord whispers that, we just got to say, yes, Lord. We've got to be willing to go and do what God calls us to go and do because he calls all of us to be on mission with him. Well, third thing is Jesus is the one who brings the fish. He gives us the message. We're called to obey, but Jesus brings in the fish. Now, when I first became a Christian, I really felt the weight that Steve Taboo, as a new Christian, had to make sure everybody around him found Jesus and was born again. I really felt this weight like, Everybody that I went to school with that I had to make sure they got saved. All my family members, and it, it really, it burdened me in an unhealthy way. And so as I'm doing that, I'm realizing in Scripture, Jesus is the one who brings in the fish. Now, Peter had to be obedient and push back out and throw the nets out, right? 
But Peter brought in a catch he had never brought in before. And that's what I pray for as a church, is that we get to see people come to faith in Christ like never before, that there becomes this awakening in our lives that spreads over into other people's lives, that challenges people all throughout our city to begin to love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Look at verse 7, chapter 5. It says, A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. How big is God? Can he do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think? Yes, he definitely can. But we have to be willing. We have to be obedient. We have to say, yes, Lord, here I am. In uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 through 7, they're arguing, though, over who was the right teacher. It says, when one of you says, this is Paul, when one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and another one says, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting just like people of the world? After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it. But it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. Listen, we as churches and community of Cookville are not in competition with each other. We're all on the same team. We're fighting against the devil and all the evil that he's throwing at us and our children and our families, but we partner together. We're so much better. Matter of fact, if you see in your listening guide, this Thanksgiving, there's a, a multitude of churches that will come together and we'll provide Thanksgiving dinner on our grounds here for the homeless. It's a multi-church combination of us working together to be a blessing to our community. We do that in other areas as well. And sometimes we like to pick on each other a little bit. Sometimes we like to tease my buddy Bobby Davis at Life Church. He and I like to go back and forth. He was bragging to me this week, just so you know, that he, he was telling me what he said. He said, uh, I was talking about Life Church and, you know, uh, what God's called us to. He said, now, pick out the pins in front of you. He said, you see that pin? That's a Life Church pin. You know, he said, we're Life Church. He said, now, you know what would happen if you picked that up and that was a river pin, right? And I said, now, listen, he said, that means the devil brought it there. And they all got a good chuckle. And, and he was telling me that. We laughed about it. But I wasn't going to let that sit. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I had to defend you guys. So Saturday, about 4 o'clock, myself and an accomplice snuck into the Life Church building. <laughs> and let's just say when they showed up for worship, there's a lot of river pins all over that sanctuary. So if you know if anybody goes to the Saturday night service, I, I, I need to watch it online and see what they said. Mm. Now, why, why can we have such a good time at each other's expense? It's because we're on the same team, right? We're on the same team. We, we are partnering together to reach this city for Jesus. And we need each other. I was just talking with one of our brothers that's ministering to a, another family in our church. 
and, and we're ministering to them on one side, and then they're going for another ministry at another church on another side. And this happens a lot, whether people come to us for our, our re-engaged marriage ministry, which we have sometimes as much as 50% of our participants are from other churches, and we're sowing into their marriages as well. We're here to be a team, and we're on Team Jesus, amen? And we've got to bring this good news, and we've got to go fishing. And Jesus brings the fish. Number four, so let's go fishing. Jesus looked at Peter and said, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Verse 8 to 11 says this, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, O oh Lord, please leave me. I am such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were so amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Peter was touched by the power of God. And his response was appropriate and an example to us. Lord, forgive me, for I'm an unclean man. In this room, we all stand here as folks that have done things wrong sometime in our life. And if we were to come into the living presence of God, I believe it would be that oh snap moment and we would all examine in that moment, Lord, what have I done to glorify you and what have I not? Peter, in that moment, recognized his need for forgiveness. And for us today, before we can go fish, we have to first get to know the fisherman, Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you have not yet given your life to Jesus, I want you to know the good news he's proclaiming is for you just like it's for everybody else. He wants you to discover this good news, this mercy, this grace, this forgiveness. His part is to give his life for us as he's done and to offer it, but then we must come humbly confessing our sins and calling out to him as Savior. I'm going to invite you uh, to, to bow your heads with me. And if you've never taken that first step, I want to invite you to pray a sincere prayer following after the model of Peter and just say, Lord, forgive me for where I have sinned and fallen short. And then to obey and say, God, I give you everything. I want Jesus as my Lord. If God's speaking to your heart, then I invite you to pray this prayer along with me. It won't mean a thing if it's just an idea of your own. But if you feel like your heart's about to jump through your shirt because God's telling you it's your time, then follow with me in this prayer, praying it from your heart to the Lord. Dear God, today I surrender all. I am a person of unclean lips, 
and unclean heart. Today, I invite Jesus to be first place in my life and to be my Savior. And I want to go fishing with you. In Jesus' name. Hey guys, thanks so much for checking us out online today. If you want more information about the church or things that's going on here, be sure to check out theriverCC.com or download our app and visit us there. Also, as we go through the Bible this year, we want to help keep you engaged on what's being read and talked about each week. To do that, we have a podcast called The Word This Week, which will recap each week's readings as well as have special guests who will talk about what God showed them that week. So be sure to check that out on all podcast streaming platforms. And again, thanks so much for checking us out online.